0: If you're the kind of dad who plays some one-on-one basketball in the driveway with your kids and you call bank and you end up shooting over the backboard and setting off the car alarm on your neighbor's SUV, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast celebrating suburban dad life and celebrating the dads uh, around the world, wherever they may roam. We're also one of the fastest growing dad theme podcasts in all of humanity, and we're super proud of that. Welcome, listeners. Welcome, dads, to our season finale for Season 5. This is also our 82nd overall
1: episode. 82nd. 82nd.
0: Number 82. Number 82, slowly marching towards the century mark, I think maybe by next season, we will get there. Our guest today, another outstanding one, Chris Carino, play-by-play radio man of the Brooklyn Nets, and he is also the spokesman and founder of the Chris Carino Foundation, which raises money and awareness for FSHD, which is a form of muscular dystrophy, which he suffers from, from. but as you're going to learn, it does not keep him down. So that's coming up in the next block. Right now is Adam D. It is my great honor to introduce my good friend and podcasting partner. He is pizza for breakfast. Why? Because that's never a bad idea. It's Coach Randy.
1: Adam D., I happen to love pizza for breakfast, have, ever since I was 16 years old. And I like it cold. Do you, do you like to oh, warm it up? Cold. Like... It has to be cold. If you're having it for cold. breakfast, it has, yeah, has it has to be cold. It has to be cold. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And I always have such a great way of segueing the things. You know who else likes cold pizza? in the morning. I don't know if she does, but it's, it's the only way we're going we're going to bridge
0: between Cold Pizza and our <clears throat> sponsors and that has to be Becky Berman of Berman
1: Branding. com, from all of your graphic design needs. You know what else you might like pizza in the morning? But tell me. <laughs> the Fitness I don't Rebellion. I think he likes pizza. I, bet I think he's he gonna does. You not to have no, pizza. I bet you he bread. does. I think That's he would Matt say... Wilber now. Matt Wilber the founder of the Fitness Rebellion. Now, I happen to notice you're wearing Quetta sexy shirt you got got on
0: coach you just happen to be wearing the same sexy shirt but just in a different color yes the fitness rebellion we got these fancy shirts from that will because because we said can you please send us one of your fancy t-shirts he's someone who has swag he has
1: he has swag (laughs) he has swag and that guy is built to last he's built to last and i gotta tell you my wife looked at me goes huh that t-shirt looks nice on you today yeah well,
0: I think what you did is you ordered a size too small for you, and it's showing off your, I'm packing, I'm your, your packing
1: swole physique. Look at this. i got a couple cannons. You're right? nice swole. Smith oh. and Wesson.
0: Oh, well, put those away. <laughs> I don't want them to go off, right? Especially since I'm in such proximity here. So people are probably wondering, what the heck are you talking about the Fitness Rebellion? Coach, this is a fitness program that is is designed specifically for dads. And if you see a lot of the before and afters, and this isn't BS before and afters. This you know, the before person is actually yeah. the after person.
1: Uh, no, uh, if you not, see that on not portrayed by an actor.
0: <laughs> no, no, these are this, this is the real deal, real dad. So, go to on social media at the Fit Rebellion or the website thefitnessrebellion.com, and you enter the code BAD to the Dad, fifteen percent off your consultation. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. I know that's a number that is staggering. That's a staggering number. Just because you say I'm bad to the dead. Bad to the dead. TheFitnessRebellion.com or at TheFitRebellion on social media. That's Matt Wilbur. So again, season finale, we want to thank Becky Berman of BermanBranding.com for all of your marketing, web design, graphic design needs, and of course Matt Wilbur of The Fitness Rebellion.
1: You now, speaking of social media, do we have social media? By gum, we do, coach. By gum.
0: At Bad to the Dad is our social media handle for most of those platforms, and that includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even LinkedIn. And feel free to contact us simply by emailing us. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Now, here's another way you can interact and support the Bad to the Dad podcast.
1: Adam D., how does one interact and support Bad to the Dad podcast? There
0: happens to be this magazine called
1: podcast magazine there is a podcast magazine it is the
0: online bible for all things podcasting and they've opened up the voting there's voting there is voting voting so the listeners the fans the dads can express how much they adore the bad to the dad podcast so how can
1: you do that adam d yeah, i'm thinking to myself what if i'm a bad to the dad listener i've yeah. been so for a long time yeah Let's say I live in Belgium, Luxembourg, France, heck, maybe in Aspen, Colorado. How can I help support Bad to the Dad podcast? Go to
0: www.podcastmagazine.com slash dads, D-A-D-S. Again, that's www.podcastmagazine.com slash dads and vote for your favorite dad-themed podcast. And you that, could, of
1: course, is dad.com. Bad to the Dad, yeah. So we have a chance to potentially be recognized not as the fastest-growing podcast for dads of suburban dad life. We have proof by voting. If the people if, come to the site,
0: if they put us in yes. as their favorite dad-themed podcast, well, then they're part of a community of a, a winning effort.
1: Well, and who doesn't want to be part of a winning effort? Everybody loves a winner. That's right. And if we are the fastest-growing dad podcast... I mean at some point we have to stop being the fastest and just be the best. Yeah. You know? That would that would cement ourselves in history. I love how we have these small goals <laughs> for ourselves. Of being the best dad podcast. So what was the name of that website again? That's
0: podcastmagazine.com mm-hmm. slash dads. It'll take you right to the voting. And you can enter Adam D, Coach Randy. And Bad to the Dead podcast, and voila, we'll get a vote.
1: You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it three times with three different websites just so I get a chance to really up our numbers. Are you
0: saying you're going to vote early and often? Early and
1: often is, I might do it twice a day because I hear it's nice to do it twice a day.
0: Hmm. And that, of course, could, you know, blend us into other things that uh, are not meant for this podcast, but you have to use your own imagination. You were talking about winners. Yes. Right? You were talking about people with high goals. Yes. Our guest today, Chris Carino, the radio play-by-play man for the Brooklyn Nets. Remember we had Tim Capster last Tim March?
1: Last March. He's a great guy. Had a lot of fun. Storyteller. And, yep. A lot of fun. And they they do something together, right? Tim and
0: Chris? Yeah. So, Tim is the color man yes. for the Brooklyn Nets, and Chris Carino is the play-by-play man. For the Brooklyn Nets, extremely talented guy. Um, you know, you're going to hear a story how he kind of came up through the ranks. Was coached by the legendary Marty Glickman, who was really the OG, as the kids would say. Yeah. He was he's he's really started it all and really started not just the celebrity of being a sportscaster, but making this a viable career. Um, I actually had some interactions with Marty when I went to Hofstra. We play Fordham a lot, where he mm-hmm. was this broadcasting coach, so we would have Marty on quite a bit. Um, Learned a lot in a lot of different ways from those few interviews with Marty, but uh, I mean, here's a guy Chris Carino who who was really under the wing of of Marty and and several other outstanding. Well, broadcasters. I gotta
1: tell you, Adam B, I can't wait to listen to this interview. Be part of this interview. I, I'm excited for this one, the You're, last one of the year, the yes, last one of the season,
0: episode 12, season finale. This is the way we do it, and a lot to unpack with Chris. You know, the chemistry he has with Tim Capstraw. Uh, naturally, what's going on with the Brooklyn Nets and what's happening uh, with the NBA basketball, and then we're going to talk quite a bit about muscular dystrophy and how he, he, as in Chris, has not allowed this to stop him in achieving his dreams and, and being a hero, being an inspiration to many. That is coming up next on Bad to the Dad. We are bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Social media. Yeah, we adopt it, we use it, we embrace it. And you can find all kinds of information on our social media platforms, our handle at bad to the dad for most of those platforms. That includes Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we're even on LinkedIn, the business networking site. We're also on the World Wide Web. People are still using that term, Coach, I think. Right? World Wide Web? Yes, I no, know that. just
1: shows your age.
0: Yes, I realize the year 2000 called and they want their phrase back. Yes. But www.badtothedad.com, that's our website. And you can gather information about guests past, present, and future. And we're also an interactive podcast. So you can either DM us on any of those social media sites, or you can use good old-fashioned email. Contact us at badtothedad.com. That's contact us at badtothedad.com. You have a guest idea, a show idea, a question for Coach Randy and Adam D or one of our guests. Again, contact us at badtothedad.com. Coach, you remember last March we had Tim Capstra on?
1: Hold on for a second. That was COVID season one, episode three, right? Yes. Yes. I do remember. Absolutely. We've got uh, Tim, another great uh, one of our clients. I'm mean, one, one of your close friends. So what is he have to do with today. So,
0: you know, Tim Capstraw is the radio color man for the Brooklyn Nets. And yes. I, I think he was almost like the the, the the third arm of bad to the dead. You have to remember, this was at a time where yes. the NBA was shut down yep. and he was a little bored. And he's like, well, are we doing this next week? Yes. And I'm like, well, <laughs> all right, we'd be happy to have you on again. <laughs> and he was looking for something to do. And fortunately, the NBA uh, came back uh, last season yes. and it's back with a vengeance this mm-hmm. season of course with limited uh, seating capacity but uh, you know basketball is back and, and that's what it's all about so cap put us in touch with our guest today and that is chris carino the play-by-play radio man mm-hmm. of the brooklyn nets and chris we are thrilled to have you on bad to the dad thank you so much for making time
2: oh uh, adam my pleasure randy uh adam I, I i love all your movies and that's why i i couldn't <laughs> wait <laughs> to come on the podcast and uh you know it's really an honor to be here with you guys thanks no it's awesome to have you on and you know
0: when i usually say you're probably expecting adam sandler and you're you're just horribly disappointed i call myself the budget adam sandler but i do putt with a hockey stick yes like happy gilmore so at least i have that going for me
2: no it's like yeah it's, it's it's just like you're adam 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 sandler like yes he <laughs> so, is so you know when
0: i do stand-up comedy yes i say you know when you're adam Chandler. now i know what it was like to be jesus h christ the other
1: <laughs> jesus christ yes. you know yeah you
0: jesus christ who is turning water into wine yeah. and then yeah jesus h christ who is like yeah. you know getting you uh like a seltzer
1: but what about yeah. the guy who's known as jesus h christ on a popsicle stick
0: i i'm not familiar with that phrase <laughs> well, he, I'm just, sure. he just said
1: <laughs> everybody angry yes that's yes right.
0: <laughs> So such a popular guy. Everybody yeah. was naming their, their kids, Jesus yeah. H Christ. But so, so Chris, let's talk a little bit about, about you and cap. Cause if you listen to a Brooklyn Nets radio broadcast, you're not just getting really good basketball commentary. You're having a lot of fun listening. So Chris, what's the secret sauce with you and Tim? Is it just good chemistry? Have you been friends for a while? Uh, why, why are those radio broadcasts so entertaining?
2: uh yeah i mean we don't i don't know if we have the chemistry that you guys seem to have but uh we're 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 doing all right um i I broadcast a game years and years ago uh with the great bill walton and Mm. you know i remember i remember being so nervous and excited at the same time to work with him and uh we were up at espn we were doing a game off monitor and we were we were in a little room you know a little little sound room booth and The hours leading up to it, we had this this production meeting and everything and I met him for the first time and I got nothing like he basically ignored me the whole time I was there and I'm worried about this I'm going oh man, here I am so excited to work with Bill Walton. And we're going to be in this little room that barely fits the two of us. And this is going to be this is going to be a nightmare so I I get in I'm all nervous about it I'm, I'm really it's like a big letdown for me so far. And all of a sudden, you know, we get ready. We're putting our stuff together. We're getting ready to go on. There's, there's a little break here. And he just, he just turns to me and he goes, Hey, Chris. And I, I look at him like, Whoa, all of a sudden now he turned a switch. He goes, let's have fun. Because if we don't have fun, nobody listening to us can possibly be having any fun. (laughs) (laughs) And I went great, Bill. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to have fun. Yeah. Cool. You know? And then he offered me some kind of like an energy, uh, packet. I, 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 I declined naturally. Uh, I said, no, Bill. I'm good. I'm good here. But then we started, uh, breaking the ice, talking about, uh, we both knew Marty Glickman and mm-hmm. uh, we had some people, you know, things like that in common and we talked and then we had a great broadcast, you know? And at the end he's like, I'm going to recommend you to this network, you know, afterwards. And, uh, but it was fun. So, I, you know, there is that element of if we're not having fun, um, nobody listening is having fun. And and we get wrapped up in the game and the analysis, but you do have to remember that someone is choosing to give you their time right now, especially in this day and age. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I learned from Marty Glickman when I was at Fordham University Marty was our sort of broadcast coach. He was later in his career. He came from a time where radio was it. You know, there wasn't internet. There was a lot of these, the the games weren't televised. It was like everything revolved around the radio broadcast. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: um, nowadays there's so many, I mean, there's so many, there's an infinite number of options for you. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's even really interested in the game they could tape it and watch it later they could they could watch a movie while they have it on their on their game cast on their phone where they're watching they're just seeing sort yeah, of a, it's a on a mute. breakdown of the game like yeah. there's so many ways you can get the information it, there's nothing urgent so with live radio and live tv you know things are still a little more urgent than they with with sports than they are with other things but you're like well what's going to make somebody tune in to listen to this and there's gotta be a joyful nature to it. Mm, so so they, there's gotta be, we're giving you the game, we're giving you the information, but there's gotta be another element to it that's mm. gonna want you, that make you listen. And I think, I don't know if Tim and I set out to do that, mm-hmm. but I, I just think we have a chemistry together, we, we, we sincerely enjoy each other's company uh, what you hear on the radio is the same thing you would hear if you were sitting having lunch with us or after a game in, in the hotel bar, go down and have a beer with us. It's the same thing as you would hear on the air. So, yeah. real, quick, comes across. Yeah. so real
1: quick, Chris, as I'm, I'm listening to this, uh, first of all, what would you order for dinner? I mean, that's most importantly, but then what is it that you and Tim do to create that chemistry? How do you plan that? What, what's your preparation work like?
2: We joke like that if we discuss the broadcast for 30 seconds during lunch, like that, that's a big time production meeting for us. Like we don't (laughs) plan it. We never talk about what we're going to talk about. I mean, yeah, you may mention a couple of things. Obviously we're we're out at lunch. We're going to discuss the team. We're going to discuss things, but that's, that's, what's great, right? If you can have a job where you're it's stuff you'd be doing anyway for fun, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and I, I get to, you know, I I get to sit and and hang out with Tim for three hours. It's what I would do in my personal life if I could. Um, and I don't know how you develop it. I I think, you know, it's really strange how we got to working together was I worked for a year. I, my first year as the full-time play-by-play announcer, um, I worked with a guy named Kelly Chapuca, mm-hmm. New Jersey Legend, right? And Kelly did it for a year, and then the yes network started, and Kelly got moved over to TV. So I needed a new radio partner. There are a few guys interested. We let the word out. Guys kind of got word to me, but I was working with the devil's people at the time, Lula Morello and, and his and his crew. And they just said, "Listen, we'll handle hiring your, you know, an an analyst on radio. If you get anybody, just steer them our direction. Anybody I got, I kind of steered in their direction. And then I didn't hear much. And I'd ask about it. They go, "No, we're still sorting through. Now I get married, right? So we're we're do that for? What would you do that for? (laughs) We're, We're this is the dad
1: podcast right Uh, (laughs) that's right thank you for making sure you're listening it's not a marriage counseling podcast podcast. (laughs) that's for sure um
2: so i had it was about a it was about a month before uh the the season was gonna the preseason was gonna start or the regular season actually and uh so i get back from my honeymoon and now we have about three weeks left And I inquire if they've hired any one of the people that I knew were sort of up for the job, and they go, "No, it's not going to work out with any of those guys." So, if you have anybody else, let us know. And I'm going, "Wow, I don't. I I mean, I've I've already reached out to everybody that I that I had thought about, and what am I going to do here? So, I mean, at worst, could I do games by myself? Yeah, but I don't know. I never. I don't love uh, one man radio operations. I, I just. There's just something I think is boring about it. And uh, so I reached out to a guy up in uh, Buffalo that I know, up in Toronto. He works in Toronto, lives in Buffalo. This guy, Jack Armstrong, who now is a, people, a lot of people know, longtime uh, broadcaster with the Raptors. And he's a Brooklyn guy, and he was a college coach. And I knew him from uh, a little bit of a Fordham connection. And Jack had talked to me a few years back about maybe coming back to New York. His mom still lived in Brooklyn, the whole deal. So I called Jack. I'm like, Jack, are you interested in maybe coming back? Ah, oh, Chris, you know, I just signed a new deal up here. I'm really happy. My family loves it up here. But I got a guy you should talk to. Name's Tim Capstraw. Now I really never heard of Tim. And he goes, I'll have him reach out to you. Like a few hours later, I get another call from Mike Breen, who mm-hmm. is you know, he's the, the voice of the NBA finals and yep. for, for decades now, he's a, another Fordham guy, right? Another Fordham guy. So, you know, him and I have a, that connection. He's always been like a big brother to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, Hey, I, I got the, heard you're looking for a new partner. And I have this guy, Tim Capstraw." And I'm like, Mike, you're just, you're, you, go, you know, you're two people now who I uh, respect so much, just gave me the same name. mean that's a, I, I got high hopes for Tim Capstraw right now. So Tim sent me a tape. And then I, I, I said, why don't you just come in and let's hang out for a little while. And he came by the office. I used to work in the office full time. I was there every day and, uh, and we just spent an hour together. And I just got a really good feeling. I went, you know what? I don't know if this guy is a great broadcaster just yet. I've heard some of his stuff. It's okay. Probably with more uh, work, he'll get better. I don't know how much he knows about the league, but I know he's one of those assistants that knows, one of those college coaches that knew everybody. And he'll know an assistant coach on every staff. He'll, he'll get himself up to speed. The real important thing is him and I, 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 he seemed to be a really a good person. He seemed to be somebody that I could relate to. He seemed to be somebody that I could be friends with. And I And I got a good feeling about it. So I sent him to Lou Lamorello. And he hung out with Lou for a little while. They watched hockey practice together, I think, and Lou hired him. And, you know, 20 years later, we're still working together. Yeah. You know, 19 years later. And so I, I, is it something that you can develop? Is it training? I think it's more of something that uh, there's a few things. I think sometimes it just happens or it doesn't. People have chemistry together or they don't but I think going back maybe a little bit further is the two people I think have to be willing to be humble in each other's presence.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think you both have to understand what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What works best? What does it? Um, not try and control it and, you know, just have a deep humility, gratitude for each other. Um, and then I think the best teams have that. Mm. I think if you don't have that, it's impossible to develop that chemistry. So if you have that as a baseline where, where you really appreciate the other person, it's like any relationship, you know, your marriage, your friendships, mm. your, your, your father, son, father, daughter. Um, if you have that respect and that humility, and then you'll, the other stuff will grow, and the chemistry will grow out of it. And I, and I just think that what you're seeing now over 19 years, I mean, I think we had great chemistry from the start, but I just think that now um, it's developed, and and I, I think it's really been a great partnership and a fulfilling partnership for both of us.
0: Yeah, I, lo- I love a good origin story. Yeah, yeah I think it's great. kind of cool to hear how how I don't, it is. Yeah, I don't, the- I don't
2: think I could answer that question without telling the origins
0: yeah no that's that's important so chris there's nothing better than having good chemistry having good fun and covering a winning team so we're recording on sunday morning this is may 2nd and as of now the nets are a half game up on the sixers for the top seed in the eastern conference you know a lot of injuries right? A lot of inconsistency with the lineups on the floor, but do you feel from your vantage point and you're as about as close as you're going to get to the game that the Nets can make a a serious run, not just for an Eastern conference championship, but for an NBA
1: championship?
2: Yes, they will. They can, they could, they should. It's all going to depend on who's in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh but it's not unique to the Nets right now. I know a lot of people, if you're, you know, Net fans and, you know, myself included, we get caught up in in everything that this team has had to go through from an injury standpoint, um, the parameters that COVID has put on it, guys missing time, um, and think, oh man, what a tough break. And they've had these big three of Harden, Durant, and Irving, yep. and, and, you know, they never, you got this great, car in the driveway and they can never take it out for a ride is is it going to be tuned up and ready to go and get on the road when the playoffs start I don't know but when you look about you look around at every team you know I mean the Nets uh you know face the Indiana Pacers of the night and 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 they got three starters out of the lineup and you know you'll you'll face another team and five of their top six scorers are out and um you know they're going to play two games coming up with Milwaukee and Giannis yeah. spinning in and out of the lineup and other guys. So every team, LeBron, Anthony Davis, it's really going to be a war of attrition. And yeah. who's got their team intact? You know, once the playoffs start, things make, you're going to go back to no more back-to-backs. The schedule's not going to be as condensed. Uh, you'll get a little more of the, you know, guys won't be resting. Guys will be playing through s- smaller injuries. It seems like, thank goodness, a lot of guys have either gone through COVID or they've had vaccinations, or you know, it's it's not spreading as much. So guys will be available. You won't have, you know, protocols keeping guys out for a week. Um, but everybody's going through it. So I don't know, it's impossible to answer. When they yeah, I'll say this. I don't think they the Nets need to have their complete team to contend for a title. Mm -hmm. In other words, if if two of their three stars if one of their three stars isn't playing, I think they still have enough to contend. Well, it seems pretty
0: deep too, Chris. I mean, it yes. seems like they,
2: the one they thing got, they got a lot of really good team
0: role team. players who who contribute, like Joe yeah. Harris. I, I think he's like the equalizer against a lot of, a lot of teams they face. I'm well, just...
2: that's the thing. When you have guys out, it's opportunities for other guys. And mm-hmm. because they haven't had their stars a lot this year, the supporting cast has really gotten a chance to develop some chemistry, some cohesion, uh, and, and some confidence. So not just Joe Harris, who I almost consider like the, the third and a half star. Yeah. You know, then there's the Bruce Browns, the Landry shamets I mean, just the way a guy like Landry Shamit has improved as the years gone along shows you how important it was for him to get those opportunities. Jeff Green. I mean, you know, Nick Claxton is a young player that hasn't shown he can stay on the court, but when he is, man, he could be a difference maker. Uh, Tyler Johnson is a guy that gives them some competitive toughness. The coaching staff hasn't got enough enough credit for Mm -hmm. what they've done. Mm -hmm. I mean, they can throw 10-day guys in there like Mike James and Alizé Johnson. And these guys contribute right away because of the system and the way they play and the chemistry and the cohesion they have. So it's been a challenging year. Harden would make a huge difference. The team went to another level when they got Harden. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have all three, great. If you just have two, I think they could still win. It's going to be really interesting, though. Yeah. Really interesting. So we
1: are bad to that here talking with uh, Chris Carino, um, color man, play-by-play. Is it color man or play-by-play?
2: I, I'm the play-by-play. I try the play-by-play. Cap owns color. Gotcha.
1: And Tim gotcha. And Tim gotcha. And so I uh, understand the uniqueness of the two. And we heard a great story about Tim Capstraw, And we could talk basketball for a long time. But I'd I'd like to just mention you're involved with what is called the Chris Carino Foundation, right? That's C-H-R-I-S-C-A-R-R-I-N-O foundation.org. It's a nonprofit organization, correct? Uh, Supporting what is called FSHD muscular dystrophy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell Uh, our listeners, what's this about? How can you get involved in, you know, any kind of personal information you'd like to share?
2: Well, I, I have FSHD muscular dystrophy and, um, most of my adult life I've been dealing with it uh it's something that is uh progressive debilitating uh and there's no treatment and no cure and for many years I was able to live with it and not make it a big part of my life or at least not make it a big part of my story and um you know then at the sort of the urging of my wife Laura at the time was like you know you you know, things were getting a little more difficult for me. You know, and me in the back of my mind, always thinking at some point I'm gonna get to a level in in broadcasting where I'm I'm ready now to share my story, try and help others, and do whatever I can, figure out what I can do. And you just never feel like you've reached that point. And then it's those people that are outside your life who those people that love you who who sort of maybe see things. A little more in reality than you do, and that was the case with Laura. And she kind of pushed me and was like, "You can't just ignore this anymore. You know, you've got to face this." And you know, then I I share, you know, my internal thoughts of of what I had been thinking, without sharing with anybody. And now they become, you you speak stuff out loud. It becomes something that now you have to do it. And you know, I just I, I I investigated what was out there. I kind of knew that, hey, I'm gonna, I can go to a neurologist today and they're going to tell me the same thing they told me 10 years ago and 20 years ago. There's nothing you can do. There's no treatment and no cure. So just go about your life. But there were some organizations and there was research that was going on. And I said, you know what? I can, but there's really no sort of person out there that can be the face of this. So let me put my name on an organization. Let me put my name on a foundation. Number one, it'll, it'll, it'll kind of humanize this disease. It'll, it'll bring it out to people. It'll, it'll get some attention. And then it'll help me raise some money and we can give money to researchers. And that's what we do. We're not a, I mean, the, the organization is me and my wife and some, some close friends. And uh, we raise money. We have different events. We tell our story in hopes of reaching the right people, people that can help. And then we take all the money we raise and we give it to researchers. That's it. And we've had an impact in research, we have, we funded research that has, that has made strides toward a treatment, and there are pharmaceutical companies going through clinical trials right now and, you know, we have reason to be optimistic that in the next few years, there'll be something that exists for people that didn't exist before. Um, so that's, that's the basic kind of linear story of, of mm-hmm. what we are and there's a lot more nuance to it but um, I've grown personally, I almost can, there's, you know, people would think that there's sort of this line in my life where I was, you know, before I was diagnosed and after I was diagnosed, but the real second act for me was from the moment I decided to share my story with the world and start a foundation, that was the delineating line for me that was the marker for me that's where my life changed that's where I started to grow more as an individual um and and in my outlook in life and in relationships and in my career everything changed from that moment on it was kind of like my midlife crisis was (laughs) I was 40 I started a foundation and I feel like my entire outlook on life changed
0: (laughs) So, Chris, according to the website, which is ChrisCarinofoundation.org, and we encourage our listeners to go check it out, make a donation, learn a little bit about the research and, and, and what it's all about. According to that website, most people who are diagnosed with FSHD are diagnosed in their teens. When when were you diagnosed? And, you know, what was that day? What was that period like for you? Because
2: you know, you're still a young yeah. guy and you were certainly a younger guy no, it- diagnosed. As- You know, I was, I was diagnosed officially when I was 24 years old. Mm. Now, in hindsight, a lot of people will have people in their family that have it. So they may understand it. And then they may see mild symptoms and go, all right, well, we need to get tested. And, you know, you may have what your father has or your mother has. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't see it in anything in my family. In hindsight, I mean, when I went to get diagnosed, the neurologist said to me, can you bring pictures of of you as a child? And then when he looked at the pictures, he was like, yeah, you could see, see how your smile is not broad. There's a weakness in your facial muscles. Um, have, you know, your people always said you have an interesting gait when you walk. Well, that was part of it. You know, things that all of a sudden now you 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 found out about the symptoms, you found out what FSHD was, now you look back in hindsight to when you were 16, 17, and realize there were signs there. Um, but I grew up as a kid that played a lot of sports, and I was athletic, and that, you know, my love of sports ended up translating into my, my career now. Um, but what was interesting is that, you know, you go from being somebody that, they're, they're, you, you mentioned the time of my life there when I'm diagnosed. Think about I was falling down sometimes. Like I I remember being like at college, like as a senior, and walking across campus and if I walk on like a cobblestone and stumble a little bit, I would fall. And I'm just thinking, well, I'm I'm a clutch or whatever. The clutch, yeah. (laughs) Most people don't fall when they're when they step on a crack or something. Like, or you know, and I I I would try and run. Like I used to play rec softball and I would all of a sudden I'm running and I'm it's like I'm running in sand. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is noticing it too i'm like wow maybe i'm just not just working slow. out enough yeah, slow. <laughs> so i'm going to the i'm going i'm going to work out i'm going to play ball i'm doing things that i'm trying to get myself it's just there's just something off you know and yeah but you know you're not thinking you have muscular dystrophy you know i, mm-hmm. I remember going to a doctor and telling me "Yeah, oh, there's some kind of muscular dystrophy you're like wait a minute that's that's jerry lewis telethon kids in wheelchairs like yeah no, then you find out there's different types of muscular dystrophy and they affect people at different points in their life. But now think about I'm getting, I chose this highly competitive career (laughs) and this one in a million type career. And I have dreams of, of being the next, you know, Marv Albert. And you're at that point where you're right out of college and you're, 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 you're at the bottom of the business and you're doing everything you can to scrap and claw. And I'm working, you know, in a restaurant or in money while I'm working at night doing broadcasting stuff for the nets and on the weekends, the giants, and I'm making minimum wage to do it. And, and then they tell you, you have a, you know, you have a genetic muscle wasting disease and there's no treatment and no cure. Hmm. I, you go, all right, well, what do I do now? Like, do I Devote my life to trying to helping myself get better, finding a path, going down some holistic remedies and, you know, scouring the world to try and get better. Or do I just say, all right, I'll do what I can do, make my career. This is going to rob me of a lot of things. I'm not going to let it rob me of all the things that I set out to do in my life. Mm -hmm. So that's the path that I took. It's easier to do that when it's not affecting you as greatly. I was fortunate that I was able to get on a path where I wanted to go. And now it starts to hit me a little bit. I need a little more help. I need, a, and then that's where I end up getting to that point. The foundation, you know, where I said that I made like my midlife crisis, you know, and now I'm at a point where, you know, I need a lot of help. I, I have a, you know, I'm using a, a scooter and a chair to, you know, when I'm out in public getting around, it's a little safer for me. You know, it's taken a couple of, uh, you know, a, a fractured patella and a, and a ruptured patella tendon at different points. And, uh, and a knee surgery a couple of years ago until finally say, all right, I need to be a little more careful here, not be so stubborn. Um, so again, if you, it, it's a little easier to deal with when it's gradual and you get used to it. Um, Makes sense. You know. Chris,
1: um, as I'm hearing this story, certainly incredible inspiration. So you could have sat back, played the victim role, and victim, Moe is me. And uh, you decide, you know, this is who I am. And I'm moving on. Uh, and you've got this incredible career. It hasn't stopped you. Um, we are a podcast about dads, and you are definitely a bad to the dad, dad. And if you were here in the den, we would give you the fantastic keychain that uh, not just only uh, uh, starts cars and hold keys, but also opens up bottles, uh, which we're very, very proud of. Um, talk to me a little bit about being a dad and being a parent, what's that like in your life with all this other stuff
2: going on? Well, what's interesting about that is I think that, you know, my kind of, my kind of like a mantra for me is like, I don't let my disease define me, but at the same time, you know, how I react to it and and how it affects me is, 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 is who I am, you know? Um, there are a lot of things that I I'm thankful for it. You know, I think it's given me a perspective on life that I may not have gotten otherwise. Um, and if I would want to go back and, you know, one of those old things, can you go back and change it? And would it change who you are today? And would that be a good thing? I don't know if, if any, if going back and curing myself 20 years ago would change any part of my life today, I don't know if I'd want to do it. Hmm. And that, that, is also reflected in my relationship with my son. Yeah. You know, I, I know early on I was frustrated and and upset about not being able to do certain things with him. And Laura, my wife would say to me, Yeah, but you know, you there's so many parts about who you are and what you've become, and it's all related to to what you've gone through those are the things you'll be able to pass on to him that are so more valuable than, you know, being able to, you know, put them on your shoulders to watch a parade, you know, like being able to hold him and, you know, things that early on, I remember when he was little and, you know, what a challenge it was just for me to, you know, get him into his car seat, you know, that was, it, it, it would, it would affect, I couldn't do a lot of things, just me and him because I couldn't be alone with him to put him up in his car seat or something so you know it's funny I remember I just would do what I you do what you could with him what would I do well I so I, was, I couldn't necessarily like get him in the car and go someplace but I would put him in his in his stroller and we'd just we'd spend so much time just walking around the neighborhood you know and just talk to each other as when he was little and just starting to learn how to talk and I don't know I just you, when you when you go through things like I've gone through physically your other your other senses are are heightened. Mm-hmm. And I think that includes my relationships. You know, you you get to the core of your relationships because you realize what's really important. When you're when you're dealt blows in life that are that are serious, you 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 really develop a sense of what's really important, what you what you value from people, what you value from relationships. You see people in a different light. And I think that's also the the lens that I see my relationship with my son through. You know, is he becoming the type of person that he needs to be? Let alone, not, listen, he wants to be a broadcaster like me. He's doing all the, taking all the steps. He broadcasts his high school games. You know, he wants to go to the college to do it and all that kind of stuff. That's great. That's fine. I love it. People are like, oh, he must be so proud. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's great. As long as he likes it, I don't care. I don't even want him to be just like me. He's a little different Our styles can be different. But what I really want him to emulate is how I've carried myself as a professional, how I've carried myself in my relationships. Um, You lead by example, and that's what I want him to see. That's why he's around me a lot. Not so that he knows how to, he he knows the court geography and radio play-by-play, but just how he knows how I interact with the people I interact with on a day-to-day basis and knows what it's like to be a professional and what it's going to take to be successful in this business or any other business. That's the most important thing to me. Mm. And, you know, the way he's had a rally to help me, I think is invaluable. Well, you know, if I, if, if I need help, he he sometimes has to lift me up and help me do things like that. Like that's something that I wish he never had to go through. I don't want him to have to see his dad, you know, fall sometimes and he's got to help get me up or We would go to a, you know, one of the, one of the the impetus for me to using the chair and the scooter is like, you know, one of the favorite things we love to do would be go to a ball game together, you know, go to a Yankee game together. And he'd be little and he'd be, you know, 10, 12 years old. And he's worried about somebody bumping into me and me falling or worried about how I'm going to get up out of the chair or I might need help or how I'm going to go to the restroom. Like he you know, what a chore it is to me to go through a crowd, but I still can't send him on his own in Yankee stadium to go get a hot dog, you know, like, so he, he had to worry about all this stuff and I <laughs> and could tell it was on his mind. And, and I said, you know what, I got to put myself in a situation where now I don't have to worry. He doesn't have to worry. We can enjoy ourselves. And I wish I had done it years sooner, you know, asking for that help, having the strength to, to say, Hey, you know what? I'm not like, I can't go through life like everybody else. I'm going to need to get in a, in a, in a power chair here to go and join myself at Yankee Stadium with my son. You know, that might have been the greatest thing I did as one of the best things I've done as a father was to finally humble myself to do that mm-hmm. so that we could enjoy our relationship together. Yep. I owed it to him, you know? Yep. And I mean, that's, it. it has it certainly given me a perspective on everything, but being a father is something that, uh, is incredibly important to me. I had a great relationship with my dad and, you know, my dad was really important in how I addressed, how I dealt with my muscular dystrophy. It was, you know, you get this diagnosis. All right, go do what you can do. Keep working with what you want to work at. Don't be depressed about it. Go out, find the joy, find the good things, you know?
0: That's Chris, okay. a lot, of, a lot of this is, is great segue into our final segment. You know, we have the dad vice segment on bad mm-hmm. to the dad uh, advice for dads. And obviously you brought a lot to the table and I think you more than touched on advice, not just for dads, but for anybody listening, but um, you know, you can take this any way you want. You could take this dad vice for somebody that's going through MD or dad advice for somebody who dreams of a, uh, a career in broadcasting, or just general dad advice. Uh, what advice do you have for for dads who are listening?
2: You, you when you're doing these kind of things, and you talked about um, Tim and I and our relationship and 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 our chemistry on the air, I think you could take a lot of that and apply it to fatherhood. And that is hmm. respect the other person, listen to them. Let them be who they are and then find your place in what's needed. I think that that's, you know, when you try and hold on to something too tight, it, 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 can, it can backfire on you. I, I think you, what I've learned over the years is you have to let your children kind of grow and be who they are and listen to that, observe that, figure that out, and then try and help them be what they want to be. And that doesn't mean you just let your kids do whatever they want. (laughs) You, you give them structure. My, we just, my son and I had this conversation the other day. We said, you know, you know, your mom and I are going to try and control you right now. He's, he's 17, you know, he just started driving this month, you know, (laughs) like we're going to try and control you right now. And, and you're under our thumb. And when you're living under our roof, you're going to be under our rules. And we're doing these things not to control. We're, we're trying to make sure that you have the tools you need because we know one day you're not going to be under our control. It was like when you were trying to teach him how to drive. You know, you're, he, he'll get frustrated because you're yelling at him all the time and you're, and you're pointing these things out. And I go, the reason I was doing that is because I know there's going to come a time where I'm not here to tell you. And I want to make sure that you understand it and you know it. So, I think you have to you you, you have to be strong and give parameters. And the kids, you know, it's like it's like players, like right? They want to be coached, whether or not they know it. They want to be coached. Your kids want to be parented. They want to have some discipline. They 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 need to have some discipline. They need to have someone who's out there try to show them the path and, and being in control, but at the same time, let them, let them fly a little bit, let them open up their wings, let them develop who they are and embrace that. And, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating. Is it that? Cause you want your kid to be, uh, you have an image and you want them to be a certain way. And the reality is sometimes that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, my image of myself, when I was a kid, changed because I ended up getting muscular dystrophy. My reality changed. Sometimes as a parent, you have a vision of what you want your kids to become. And then you realize that circumstances change. They become different people than maybe what you envision. But as long as they have the core essence there, being a good person, um, you give them a little discipline, you give them a little structure, but then let them be kind of who they are. I think that would be my parenting advice it's not that like i'm sure like everybody else's parenting advice is very subjective and not perfect you know you do the best you can with the information you have and uh that's that's the beauty
0: i think of the program is that you know given the variety of guests we have they all come from a different place with different kinds of dad yeah fascinating visit chris really
1: fascinating visit
0: Chris Carino has been our guest on bad to the dad. I I can't think of a better way to have a season finale for season five. Again, if you want more information or make a donation to F S H D it's www.chriscarinofoundation.org. That's Chris Carino, C A R R I N O foundation.org. Chris, thanks so much for spending time with us on bad to the dad.
2: Well, guys, I appreciate you having me on. I, it's a topic that I, I don't get to talk about enough, and I and I enjoy doing it. Um, and I'll just add that I, I'm also going to get into the podcasting thing uh, soon, um, have a little project and uh, where I'm going to talk to people who have gone through and are going through uh, challenges in their life that are thriving. And I, the first one we did, I just did one. Um, it's not out there yet but it will get there as a uh a female hockey player named Dena lang who was paralyzed in a game and <laughs> uh she was at uh, she she was a professional she was playing at the winter classic um and was paralyzed in 2015 mm. and uh we have a fascinating conversation about uh you know living through those kind of times and what it does to you and a lot of the things we covered here and you know, we're going to have similar interviews along the way. and awesome. Good for you. Good for that'll you. Be, that'll be coming up soon. So I appreciate
0: yeah, it. Yeah, we look forward to it and and good luck. I don't know if we can offer you any advice, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a, a successful podcast and it's it's doing the right thing, right? It's getting the word out. So we Absolutely. appreciate that and appreciate your time, Chris, on Bad to the Dad and, and best of luck with everything, including uh, the Nets and the playoffs.
2: Thanks, guys. It was great talking to you.
0: We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We are Bad to the dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are brought to you by Berman Branding. And that's Becky Berman, BermanBranding.com for all of your marketing, graphic design, website design needs, also marketing plans. She's done amazing things for Coach Randy and his business. Coach Randy says, imagine what she can do for you. That's Becky Berman, Berman Branding, BermanBranding.com. We're also brought to you by The Fitness Rebellion and Matt Wilber, who is one of our guests on season five. This is a weight loss and fitness program designed specifically for dads. Go to their website, TheFitnessRebellion.com, enter the code BADTOTHEDAD, get 15% off your consultations and remember folks please go and vote on podcast magazine they are looking for the best dad themed podcast in all the land or actually in all the world so in order to do that you just have to go to podcastmagazine.com dads again enter adam d and coach randy and bad to the dad and we get a vote uh, remember we're a community-based podcast so when we win you win So, thanks for again taking this ride five seasons deep, 82 episodes deep. We really, really appreciate that. And, coach, it is so glad, so good to be back in the den. You know, over the last couple of years, we've been doing this over Zoom because of COVID. Now we're both vaccinated, we're out of that two week window, and we are back in your basement recording studio. Called the den, knees touching, knees to knees. breath
1: on our face, elbow to elbow. And I gotta tell not you, not that I want to
0: turn this into a bromance, no, but that's no. what we're
1: experiencing yeah, you here. You said the last couple of years, it feels like a couple of years. Well,
0: we've been doing this about almost two, two. No, it has been two full years. No, two and a half. Been,
1: th- it's just been a year.
0: A year last since we've been March. doing it over Zoom. After Zoom. Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah but yeah, it feels. It, yes, it's been a long year. Feels like this, well, yes. When you're always in your house, my
1: knee has missed your knee. And my elbow has missed yeah. your elbow. Yeah. Well, there's
0: away. been plenty of touching today. I think I'm gonna have, have to, to step put, back a little bit. I'm gonna little call the back. IKEA people and get my my own seat. So uh, hey,
1: listen, before we, uh, so much fun season five. Yeah. So much fun season five. Uh, I think, and I think after every season, we like this is our best season. I think we get better and better, and I, I have no doubt that season six we have. I know you have guests plans. I know you have oh, yeah. guests already in line. Then getting them lined up. You know we we have a special Father's Day special. Uh, we're gonna catch into. But uh, we, we finished strong with mm-hmm. Chris Carino.
0: Amazing story. What an
1: incredible story. Amazing stories. I mean, just, uh, I could listen to him, and I think we did. I mean, we just asked him a question. He just naturally just spoke. I want to um, interview
0: his son. I want to see, what, what is fun. it like? What is it like, you know, first of all, having a dad who's yeah. got one of the coolest jobs, especially in the New York yeah. area, and then, you know, to have a dad that's going through this, what are you learning?
1: You know, what I, what I actually loved with his dad advice. Uh, he didn't say this exactly specifically, but I think one of the best gifts—one of the best gifts we can give our kids—is the gift of independence, mm-hmm. right? And he was talking about, "I'm screaming at you! I'm screaming at you now!" A because I love you, but you're going to be on your own someday, and so I want you to be independent and function in such a way. Um, from his whole story, uh, Adam D. Bravo, uh, you just keep. Hey, bringing, good interview, hey, man. Hey,
0: yeah, it's a team fi- F- effort. Hey, that was a legit
1: fist bump. We just touched each other. Did you hear that? It's here, it's, here. it's good to be touching
0: yes. knuckles again. There it is. And, uh, you know, let's draw the line at knees, elbows, and, and, and knuckles. And fist bumps. And fist bumps, yeah. Because anything more than that will probably lose listeners. And we've got all this momentum that we don't want to lose. Don't so yes, we so it's awesome. Listeners. So as coach said, we got a couple of specials coming up in the off season. We have uh, probably a comedy special for Father's Day. We're gonna get those dad geeks back in because we've got a lot of sci-fi and fantasy stuff that we've got so many shows got to so talk about. Now they're
1: having us watch this new one, Invincible.
0: Yeah, I already finished it on Amazon. It's animated.
1: Yes, I started sorry for the episode, but I'm
0: keep at I, it. I, keep I, I, at I gotta it.
1: keep at it. So yeah. it's just. Uh, I've got all this free time in the world, and of And more course. and more
0: coming this summer. So we hope you enjoyed Season 5. We're so glad that you have decided to join the Fraternity of Dads uh, by downloading this podcast. Season 6 coming up, eh, we'll say roughly around Labor Day, but we yeah. don't want to make any promises. Because again, we want to plan out a really good season for you mm-hmm. with impeccable guests. And mm-hmm. uh, Like Season 5, which had some impeccable guests, some great storytellers, some folks who had great advice for either your career or for your dadness that's what we want to do
1: before you sign off yes what is next sunday
0: next sunday is mother's day
1: yes dad's out there don't forget, oh you gotta take, take, take care. care take care of the moms Absolutely. because we all know that the most important job in the world is what?
0: Is mom number one with a bullet okay followed by guy who cleans the verrazano bridge And people work in a coal mine, and then law enforcement, and the medical profession, other first responders, and dads were at somewhere in the deep thousands. That's right.
1: So now you can go ahead and sign off.
0: So dads, listeners, thank you so much for listening to Season 5, and have a great summer.